Welcome to our Parenting with Purpose podcast, hosted by Laura Seibert. We are a group of moms from the Antioch movement that are passionate about our calling from God to raise kids who love Jesus and equip them to fulfill all God has called them to be. We know that parenting is the hardest job on the planet, and our desire is to cast vision and equip our listeners on raising kids in today's culture through both our victories and failures. We desire that our time together will encourage, inspire, and bring you hope. Now here is this week's podcast. Well, hello. I wanted to just do a little pre um, chat before we jump into this next podcast. Um, again, I'm bringing the wonderful Julie Cash back. She did a podcast with us back in July on marriage, and you can go back to listen to July of 2023 and catch that one. But um, Julie has also an amazing Bible study that you can see the link in that back in July um, to that Bible study called Cherished. I recommend it for every single engaged and married woman. I recommend you do it in a group with some other girls. Just so encouraging. The The base is just the word of God and what is it yeah, what does it mean to be a godly wife and how to work on ourselves so we can be the wife that God called us to be to our husband? Um, but I also want to interview her. I interviewed her because she um, was sharing with me as we were chatting, as I've gotten to know her, um, just a what a phenomenal lady. And she wants to share with us in this podcast about raising a strong-willed child. Now for Julie, she felt very called to um, just, this is her calling. She leaned into this as she noticed that her kids need extra attention. You're going to hear about all that. But um, what I love about her is she heard the Lord for what they're supposed to do and just really uh, gave herself to navigating the challenges of a strong-willed child with some other, um, I think there's some ADHD and just other different challenges that he had. And um, yeah, just so I really wanted to let you lean into that. This, um, everybody has their own journey and I wanted to let you hear her journey, just inspire you and give you hope um, no matter where you are on the spectrum of what you need as you, maybe you're raising a strong-willed child or a child with some challenges. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. I hope you hear the life of God that's inside of her. I hope you hear just the joy and the heart um, in raising kids. We all have that. We all experience it. But I just think her testimony is worth listening to um, as we all in these days need each other and need all our different stories to listen to God, to how we navigate the kids and the journey he's given us. All righty. Well, I hope you sit back and enjoy Julie. All right, listeners, it's Laura today again. And if you um, listened earlier to a podcast, I had a podcast from five tips from a veteran mom or a seasoned mom. I'm not sure how I titled it exactly. And Julie Cash was with us and she talked, um, just an amazing job, just sharing her own parenting as her two boys love Jesus and are walking with him in their adult life. Um, as we were just chatting and talking about life around that, she started unpacking with me that both her boys were very different. And um, we laughed about uh, one of her boys, it was, which I'm going to let you describe, Julie, in just a minute, um, is a strong, very strong-willed. And I, st- I just listening to some of her techniques and some of the challenges she had and was found myself laughing and weeping because it was hard <laughs> as you continue just to unpack. And I thought, okay, I think... 
these are, these are, it was real life and you're not alone. There's nothing new under the sun. So I was like, okay, let's just run a podcast where Julie can share particularly um, what she's comfortable with on raising a strong willed child and also some other challenges in the midst of it. So I'm really going to put the floor over to you, Julie. And uh, I would just say sit back and listen to her experience of raising um, on the Enneagram 8. Enneagram 8. Enneagram 8. Yes. And um, which we laughed about is is the those strong, well, of all of them, but in our, every personality has weaknesses and strengths, Mm -hmm. right? And um, those strengths can be weaknesses or those strengths can be mentored and become beautiful, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I just saw you do that. You took some of these wonderful strengths and turned, bent them the right way, you know? (laughs) It reminds me of the scripture, train up a child in the way they should go and when they're older not depart. Mm -hmm. You took some, you took these characteristics and you're like, okay, here, we've got some strong stuff going on. I and Wes need to navigate this stuff towards a bent towards righteousness and, and, and not just what the flesh was going to do or even what the world was going to do. So I'm going to just scoot the floor over to you, Julie. And why don't you just share about this and your kids? Well, I had, so I had two sons, um, both of them are in in their thirties, the oldest, uh, 18 months apart. So they were very close in age a year apart in school. Um, the oldest is Enneagram 8, which is the challenger. If you don't know the Enneagram, it's the mm-hmm. strongest one, right. basically. Mm-hmm. And then the other is, is the Enneagram 6. So that he was that's more much more dependent, laid back, you know, not as not as challenging as the first one. And so okay. he was also the Enneagram 8, my son Andy, um, he's also ADHD wow. and dyslexic. So wow! So we wow. had that going on. Wow! With the older one and then the younger one had no problem learning anything. Mm. You know, never had any kind of academic problems, and was completely cooperative and do whatever you want. Wow. So we had those two going um, going on in my home, and uh, that was kind of how was part of my journey. And so, just the good news is, uh, my my oldest Andy gave me permission to do this podcast first. But he's thirty five this month. He's been married five years. Mm. They've got a baby. Wow. He works for Caterpillar and has since he graduated from Baylor, um, transportation analyst. So he's in charge of all the transportation, all the shipping in and out of both of the Waco um, warehouse facilities. So he's successful. He is well-loved by his boss and everybody there. He doesn't, we've never gave him any kind of medication or accommodations whatsoever. And so if you're looking at that, it's absolutely possible to do that. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Okay, I have so many questions already, but I want you to jump into that. You might have to tag on somewhere in this. When I hear both, you have R8, ADHD, dyslexic, and then sounds like angel child. (laughs) I was like, you're going to have to probably explain how you didn't compare them or get frustrated because you, I mean, yeah, I mean, we didn't, I know you didn't. We didn't do comparisons. Amazing. We we each had our own strengths and our own liabilities. Way to go. Way to go. go. Because it could be really hard to like, this one I like a little bit more right now, but you just leaned in. These are both gifts from Uh, the Lord. There you go. And they were your, um, delegated responsibility to train them up and way to go. Way to just go. Okay, here we go. This is what we got. How do we do this, God? So, why don't you jump in and share that? <laughs> well, like I talk, I've prayed for a lot of wisdom and got a lot of help from other people. But um, for that strong-willed child, we read Dobson a lot, and so um, so I read all those books. And so 
Uh, if you're familiar with Dobson, he did believe in spanking, not for everything, but we did do the spanking thing. And uh, so I would have the rules. I remember when they were preschools, I had the rules and it was obey your mom. You can't hurt other people because he loved hurting his brother. <laughs> and um, I mean, it was just such an easy mark. you know. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and, then, uh, and then you don't hurt other people's things, mm. other people's properties because breaking... Ben's toys was also a fun thing to do. So, <laughs> so those are the rules. And those, mm. if that happened, then, you know, that was, you got a spanking. And I, I actually asked Andy, I said, what growing up parenting, what was impactful? Uh-huh. And so he's, you know, he's real short to the point. <laughs> Consistent rules, Christian school, not punishing in anger and supporting our goals. That's Ooh. what he said. So that's what he said was impactful for him growing up. Um, so, but it seemed like um, that spanking was working better for Wes than for me because I didn't, you know, we used a spoon mm-hmm. and I couldn't spank him hard enough to really do the, job. Do the right. job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so with me, he, I had partial obedience, but a lot of times you could see he was doing the math and deciding whether or not he thought it was worth it. And a lot of times <laughs> it was worth it and he would just go for it. <laughs> and so, I, you know, he's getting older and, and really I didn't want to spank him after they were six or seven or eight. And right. There's an age where it's just, they're too Right. Uh huh. And so we were kind of coming up on six and I was getting nervous because I'm like, I, don't, I, don't, I know I don't have this kid's respect. I don't have this kid's heart. He's pretty good at school and he, bays, he gets it. He knows uh-huh. how to obey, but it's optional a lot. And so uh, I, start, I went to a Bible study mm-hmm. and this book, What the Bible Says About Child Training, okay. um, was the book that we used. And so, I mean, I'd read the verses in Proverbs, like, you know, Proverbs twenty two fifteen, foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline will drive it far from him. And so I'd read the verses and I knew, but, you know, it just seemed like it wasn't working for me. Okay. And so there's two changes from that Bible study that I made. And one, they talked about in the Hebrew, it's a flexible rod, so it's more like a switch. Okay. Uh-huh. And so, um, so I switched, a switch doesn't bruise because one time okay one time I spanked the baby the boy with a old spoon right and broke and he thought that was hilarious he laughed oh my gosh me. so oh no <laughs> so I'm like, oh, this is not this working. is not working not working no. so but the switch it stings and hmm. so I tried it on the back of my leg and it does it's it uh-huh. feels like a bee sting it doesn't forever you know right like for, but it's it's it stings instead of hurting right and so um so it's bendable and it it and the other part that I was missing that I wasn't doing you know we tried to hug after we'd spank uh-huh. but he was mad he would just it would just make him mad and okay he didn't want to hug he just right. was like okay whatever right and so um so when they go away mad you're like is this really helping very much mm, you know a good word and so yeah. um so they said you should switch until they cry softly Hmm. And so, you know, it's not like two switches for this, you know, two bank- spankings. For- it was hmm. like, you need to break that rebellious spirit. You hmm. need to break that rebellion and that foolishness out of them. And so, um, so I kind of got my nerve up, you know, and I cut the switch. And I'm like, we're going to switch. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to switch to a switch. We're going to do this. It, you know, it took, uh-huh. like, I don't know, it was like nine in the morning before the first episode came on. <laughs> I need to use it. <laughs> but um, so I took the switch and I went switch, 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 switch. And I turned and looked at him and he was screaming at me and I'm like well we're not done and so I switched switch 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 and I looked at him and he was still crying I said let me know when you're done and I switched switch 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 and then he just for the first time 
he broke and cried softly. I mean, it never happened before, I don't mm. think, in his life. Mm. And he let me hold him, mm. and it was just a whole new experience. Wow. And so then, you know, when he went to play, it was like 10 minutes later, he came back and he said, I was freaked out. He said, you're such a good mommy. Oh, wow. I thought, you know what? God, when he says mm. something in the Word, mm. he means it just like he says it. Wow. <laughs> it wow. was just such a God moment. Wow. I'm like, Wow. wow. And I don't think we had to spank I probably didn't have to spank him two more times in his life. Wow. And I was so grateful. Like, I, I remember a moment when he was, like, when he was 12 years old. Uh-huh. He was 6'1", you know, oh, 150. Yeah, but he was, he was bit, they, were, they were really tall. Right. And I remember telling him, no, you can't go do something. And him going, oh, okay. Going uh-huh. in the house. And I thought, man, I'm so glad I got you were bluffing when he was little, yeah. you know. With yeah. a, he, I had his heart now, and he right. obeyed. And we right. didn't really have any trouble with him in high school or college, or right. we never had any problems yeah. after that. It's amazing. Yeah, I think in the world today, that people are like, "What?" You know. But I, your heart is well. You weren't angry, no, and you were you were resolved that what's worked, what what you'd been doing before hadn't worked because it just wasn't. He was tough enough to bear through it. Where yeah. you went to. This okay, we're gonna just work through this, and mm-hmm. um, you ended up with a soft heart. And I love that there should be in any type of discipline process, whether you choose that or not. I you have to have that lean in at the end, like there's a yes. brokenness, there's yes. like okay, you know, I I yield, I yield, I yield, yes. meaning I, I yield, and and you did it in a very healthy way and a, in a loving way. And even I love how you said he came back 10 minutes later and said, I you're the best mommy. Yeah, and that just shows how good you guys were at reconciling and care, deep, yeah. deep care. Yeah. He knew, and kids know if you're for them or not. They know if your heart is really for them, or you're just trying to get the job done so you can get on with your stuff. Mm-hmm. And you're you weren't a mom that like, I'm just trying to. You're in my way, and I'm trying to get through this so I can get on with my things. You're yeah. like, I am a mom training you, and you yeah. saw this strong kid, and you're like, okay. We're going to work this through. So I love that. It's beautiful. All right, let's keep going. Okay. Um, So uh, anyway, that that was that method. And Mm -hmm. I'll I'll tell you this other, this is another aside just in case you want to try it. When they're they're too old to spank. Yeah, because we get there. I mean, that's (laughs) six one, six two. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 11 years old. Anyway, when he was older, like in grade school, and he would sometimes hurt his brother, which... I mean, we didn't allow fighting. We didn't right. allow hitting. We didn't allow name calling. We didn't allow any of that kind of stuff. The but, same I mean, way. Mm-hmm. It, there was no reason to allow it because we knew the outcome because Andy was older and he was strong willed and then there was no fighting him, you know. Right. And so, um, so, but occasionally he would hurt Ben, you know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> These things. Well, happen. yeah. It was an accident or he would provoke oh, me yeah. or whatever oh, the reasons yeah. were. So, um, so okay, you have to say you're sorry. You have to apologize. And sorry. You know, there's no, there's no heart. No, no heart change. <laughs> and so, um, finally, I was like, what am I going to do? And so, I, it came to me that if he didn't get this straightened out, I mean, that's always to keep the long view. If he didn't get this straightened out, when he's an adult and he goes around hurting people because he's impulsive, ADHD, then he's gonna ha- they're going to take him to court. He's going to have to pay damages. So I'm yeah, like, well, let's start that now. And so, um, so when he hurt Ben, he had to pay Ben damages out of his own money. <laughs> okay, describe this. I got to hear this. So, I mean, if there was blood, it was a dollar. You know, if it was, it was just a little crying, you know, maybe right. 50 cents. But he had to apologize, and then he had to pay Ben money for 
the pain he caused. And, and Ben thought it was great. You know, Ben loved it because he's like, <laughs> this is better than apology because I actually got something out of it. I got restitution for my pain. You wow. Know? And, I like and this. Then, this but, could work. <laughs> but, I mean, I remember Andy one time coming up to me and says, you know, Mom, Ben was coming down the driveway in the bike, and I thought about sticking my stick into his bike, but then I remembered it cost me a lot of money, so I didn't do it. Oh, wow. Well, you, you <laughs> so learned consequences. Consequences, yeah. So it actually worked. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. That's like the Holy Spirit talking there to you. you. There it is. Wow. That's a great. Hey, I that's good advice right there. there. I'm serious. If, I love that, especially yeah. just the another way. It's a real life. Way. It's yeah. dealing with what's really could happen in the future. Yeah. I, yeah. That was a God <laughs> creative wisdom moment. <laughs> Supernatural. That's so good. That's really great. Yeah. That, um, and I also often told him, because he was impulsive and he was ADHD. So I knew he was impulsive and I would say, you know what? You're also very strong mm-hmm. and you're going to have to use your own strength to control your behavior. Mm-hmm. And so I held him to that. I always told him you're strong, so you're going to have to control your behavior. You use good. your strength to control your behavior. Yeah. I know you can because mm-hmm. that's who you are. That's good. And so that was kind of how I would talk him into or not or build, talk, call out his character, yeah. call out who he is, and tell him how to use it mm-hmm. for his own benefit, right. basically. It's so important. I, I don't have my um, passion translation with me, but I believe it's like in Psalm 36 or 37. It talks about how um, the whispers of our mother mm. are constantly played through our minds the rest of our life. You know, And we all, if you, if you pause on that and think about your own mom, whether whatever they said, there's probably, I've had moments where like, oh my gosh, I'm totally hearing my mom's voice right now, you know, and that him, what, what, that makes him a successful man as he is today. One, he loves God. He follows God and God's Lord of his life, but also just hearing your voice going, you're strong. So let's Mm -hmm. use that strength to control yourself. And it really turns inward to like, okay, I'm made this way. And now I, with God's help, can control my actions. So yeah. that's, that's beautiful. Love it. <laughs> okay, so go on to the step. So, so okay. he was strong-willed. And then we add this ADHD, ADHD. component to it. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, it, I did not want to use medication. I, okay. My cousin, I kind of grown up with cousins that are older, and they had children, and, and they had used medication. And, and their children seemed like... I didn't want him to feel like there's something wrong with me mm-hmm. that I can't, you know, that only medicine can control. Mm-hmm. Like I'm defective. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt like they, I didn't want him to feel like I cannot control my own behavior. I can't do this without drugs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, and so my, I think growing up, I mean, I remember back to my little sister. Mm-hmm. I know she was ADD too. Uh-huh. She was ADHD. Probably mm-hmm. my dad was too. And um, so I saw how my mother kind of handled it, and uh-huh. I'm like, well, you know, uh-huh. she's he's just like his sister, and my sister was, and, and we can totally, I can, I think we can, you know, I just, I wasn't going to do drugs. Okay. I just wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I made that decision. Um, Which is a decision you, we can try to make. Sometimes it's right. not possible, but right. you are also willing, I think, to put the energy, the time, the focus, and the researcher, you, this lady's a researcher. <laughs> I mean, amazing researcher. You give her one thing, and she will just... You, you know, you go right in, but I think that's why, I'm not saying that can be everybody's story, but you're like, okay, this is what we're going to try to do. We're going to go for it and yeah. see. And yeah. there was victory for you. So yeah. I totally love that. Okay, go on. Well, anyway, I, you know, when I just sort of 
new kind of, I mean, I read about ADHD. I read about the quality, you know, what are the, mm-hmm. what are the, the symptoms or mm-hmm. the characteristics? And so impulsiveness, distractibility, uh, restlessness, like a lot of energy can't sit still, hmm. um, a lot of disorganization or, you know, all that. But, but there was, the thing is, there's also hyperattention. Hmm. Like I know with him, you know, he could super focus and get lost in an activity and you can't even hear the world. He can't hear you say, hmm. hey, it's time to go. He can't even hear it wow. because he's so lost. And so they can super attend. So it's hmm. not like they can't attend to anything. They just might not attend to what you want them to attend to. Uh, okay. <laughs> they, I don't wow. think they can select what they want to attend okay. to. They uh-huh. just get drawn into things that, hmm. that is, is that, that, so that's something I felt like he had to learn to do. And I felt like, you know, you can compensate for that, which you can't conquer. Right. But if you can conquer something, quit compensating, you know, mm. conquer it. You know what mm. I mean? Mm. And so that's kind of how I felt about the ADHD when he was little. And so um, one of the things I did was if attention is a problem, let's train attention. Mm. And so um, a distractibility is a problem. I would make my house quiet. Like I didn't have the TV going. I didn't have a bunch of music okay. going. I had a quiet house uh-huh. so he was it was easier in no screen time I would say no screen time don't no devices none of that kind of stuff when they're mm-hmm. little because you have a few years there to train them to be able to focus mm. their attention volitionally That's good. and so a lot of reading to them I read to them every day I read a lot to them and mm. by the time they were four and five years old we were reading the Chronicles of Narnia chapter books you know wow. but but he could attend so intensely mm-hmm. and get drawn into that that he was the one that didn't want me to stop reading he oh, wanted wow. me to keep going yeah and mm-hmm. so um so that was training him to listen I mean, it was training uh-huh. him to hear and to listen was he sitting quietly like still or did you give manipulation i'm just i'm asking questions okay well the yeah. distracted yeah they they are fidgety and and he did have to fidget a lot and i always gave him something to play with like okay. he would play with cars or whatever okay. and that's another thing like if if i said something to them I would have him repeat back what I said. Now, okay. what did I tell you to do? Okay. Okay. So, how, and then also, well, how are you going to get that done? You know, when when oh. are you going to get it done? How are you going to get it done? What's your plan for getting that done that oh, I nice. told you to do? Okay. Because part of it is, you know, that dis- disorganization and stuff like that. So get them pulled into. Ooh, that's good. You know, doing how are you going to do it? When you so say it one it? time. So you asked him repeat after me yeah. what I said. This is what you're going to do. What right. did I say? Okay. Okay. So how are you going to get that done? Okay. When are you going to get that done? Good. You know, those kind of questions. So that he had to, so it went all the way through the circuits, you know. Came yeah, all he had a process it all the way through. Yeah. out of his mouth and he had a plan mm. to do it, you oh, know. That's great. And so, um, so that kind of helped Can you try him. that on me sometime? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> I need um, that. So, uh, and then another thing that was really helpful because they do get drawn into things so deeply mm-hmm. is to give them lead time before you change activities. Okay. Because, like, we would go to the park, and I'm like, okay, it's time to go. Or maybe we're replaying at home. It's time to go to the park, which is something he wants to do. Right. And he would just melt into a thousand pieces and start crying and having a big problem. Hmm. But if I would say, okay, even at the park, if in five minutes we're going to go. Uh-huh. In two minutes we're going to go. Uh-huh. Okay, in a minute we're going to have to go where he could kind of wrap his head around coming to close whatever activity he was obsessed with. Okay. Then he was like, okay, and he's ready to go. Wow. Okay. And so that really helped. That's good. Um, 
help them. Because in that situation, it wasn't being disobedient. No. You were, you were literally taking a challenge he was having. Yes. And you're like, okay, i got to manage this challenge. This is yes. a real deal. It's yeah. not like you're just not obeying me. Now right. you're like, you're, he just can't process it. And so you he were helping him. He can't him. close. Yeah. Or and, close out and, what he's doing at the moment to switch so and, fast. And that's really important because, like, I think... If we're an ADHD child, if you know what their problems are mm-hmm. and that it's harder for them because they're more impulsive than everybody else. And right. They're, they're more drawn in than everybody. It's not, this is not just a regular kid that's just being disobedient. I mean, they really do have, their brain works differently. Uh-huh. And to know what those are and to have a little bit of some strategies to help them move from an activity to another, it's not that they're getting in trouble for stuff that they can't right. handle. That's good. <laughs> I love that. And and he was ter- you know, and so like that restlessness and sit. I never required him to sit still. And I, I, you know, we went to a private school, and I think he sat on his feet until the third grade. Oh wow! He didn't. He couldn't sit mm. in, in kindergarten. He stood behind his chair. In first grade, he sat on his feet. Second grade, he just couldn't. Mm. And so you, I mean, if we go to church or anything like that, you know, I always brought something for him. Hands keep those hands busy. You yeah. Know? Because he he couldn't. I mean, right. there's there's things when they won't. Right. Where he let you at you and says, No, I'm not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a spanking situation. But there's there's things you have to know that just can't do it. Right. So that's um good. so it's good to know. Um let's see if they're yeah. Oh, and on the organization, I know this was so they're very likely to lose things and forget things. Okay. And so school, like after school, oh my goodness, we would <laughs> Uh, have you got this? Have you got that? Well, show me. Have you got this? So I would help them, especially when they were little, uh-huh. make sure they had everything before we went home. And a lot of times we go home and we still have to forget things. <laughs> and I remember one time I would go, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you forgot that. And I wanted to get mad, but it's like God spoke to me and said, a fault is not a sin. Oh. You know, and I'm like, okay, we'll go back. Good. And and I Aww, and if I did sweet. that patiently, I think it set him up for as an adult uh-huh. when he forgets things and doesn't. And, you know, instead of getting mad at himself, he just like, well, I guess I have to go back and do that. I guess I have to go back and get it. Oh, wow. He's, that's so he's good. He's not really upset with himself now. He just makes, you know, that's what you have to do. You have right. to, it's going to take you longer. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to, you right. know, you're going to have to clean up your mess. That's right. what you're going to have to do. And so that without self-condemnation, that's I think. That's good. I like that. Just the outcome. That's yeah. good. Um, and then also have them figure out ways to solve their own problems. You know, like, okay, mm-hmm. how are you, how are you going to devise a plan to get everything from school to home? How are you going to devise a plan to know you've got all your homework right? Are you going to go after class and make sure you have it down from, from your teacher? What are you going to do? Okay. So that they, yeah. they actually come up with some ways to make up for the fact that they're not organized. That's so good. So. That's really good. Because I think even as parents, I like that, um, that does take it from... A fault from a sin to a fault or a sin. Like if if you had said, you know, um, you need to bring your book home today. This book needs to come home. Repeat after me. What are you going to do? How do you get that book in your bag? If you'd gone through the process and then he got in the car and didn't have the book, that probably would have been a little more frustrating. Yeah. But just to not do all those, like he has just a lot to take care of. Him owning his own journey of the plan and realizing well we talked about the book but you're right we didn't talk about the blue folder so (laughs) we're going back you know and so and just realizing that's just going to be part of it you know but just taking the time to work it through and realize I I just think that's so that's just I'm over here going that's so sweet I want to be your kid if I was having these challenges there were a lot of other battles But it, okay, so he was also dyslexic. Um, Gosh, yeah. And 
I mean, I knew that even before school started. I mean, I, I had a master's in speech pathology, and I was a speech therapist in schools for uh, the first six years until I had children. Okay. And so I had a background on education, and right. And I knew we were behind. Okay. And so we worked a lot at home on the letters, and this is an A, and it's for Andy and stuff like that. But he just was not picking it up. So how? Yeah, just go if you can remember back. Just as a if I'm a, a mom listening and. You know, it's some of these, these are challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, how do, how would you have said, where's some of those clues versus just some kids are just slower? You know, what, what yeah. were, do you have a clue or two of yeah. what you go, gosh, this would flag me a little bit if I um, was going back to that age? Well, I mean, you hear what everybody else's kids are doing. Okay. I mean, you, go, you know, I mean, you go to Sunday school and they go, my son already is reading and he hasn't, you know, they learn to read in kindergarten and stuff like that. And you're like, okay, well, mine's. Right. I know mine's nowhere near that. Okay. I mean, he doesn't right. know what the letters say and we've he knows his alphabet he can say it but he can't match a letter to the sentence okay gotcha you know what i mean yeah 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 Um, got it he his letters are four inches tall when he writes right yeah yeah he has no you know he doesn't he's not getting it anyway and so um and so then we chose private schools okay because and i started him when he was six he had a summer birthday, and so I, I waited and started until six because I thought that would give him more time to develop, and maybe that would help. And mm-hmm. it, you know, I thought it probably did help, especially with the ADD and everything like that. But I was a te- you know, I was a speech therapist in a public school, and I had some experiences with uh, teachers are under so much pressure in yeah. public schools for to make their scores on their state testing Mm -hmm. and so um if a student's falling behind then they they get them tested i mean Mm -hmm. that's what they're instructed to do they get them tested to see if there's any kind of learning disabilities Mm -hmm. and so there if there's adhd or if there's dyslexia then they're pulled out of class and put in special ed which is great because the kids you know that's great but i'd gone to some high school meetings with parents at the you know and there was dyslexics that were still reading on a second grade level. Mm. And so a lot of times, you know, you go to special ed class, there's kids from, you know, there's fourth through fifth graders in there. And so the teachers are giving them stuff on their own level. And the law says that if you have a disability, then the school has to provide accommodations for okay. you. Mm-hmm. And so if you can't read, then the accommodation is someone reads for you. And even when I worked at Baylor, there were kids in college that, had someone read their textbooks to them and read mm. the test to them and they mm-hmm. never learned to read mm-hmm. and I didn't want that to be my story because mm. I felt like it was God's will for my son to read mm. because if he couldn't read he couldn't read the Bible so wow. I knew it was wow. God's will for God's for my child to read wow. yeah yeah <laughs> and so I was going to figure out a way to make that happen wow. that we're just not gonna right and it may take a while I don't know what we're gonna do I have no idea but, but you, you, you had yeah we are gonna read you had. I just I decided in my heart wow. this is gonna happen wow and so, um, so anyway, we put him in private school, which gave me a little more flexibility than mm-hmm. in public school. And I, I, it was easier to resist, don't take the medication for the ADD. Mm-hmm. Because in private school, you could say, okay, well, I'm paying the tuition and we're not going to take it. You know? uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You had, so, param- you could, yeah. You had more, a you little had more, flexibility more flexibility than just like, well, yeah, yeah they, that makes they sense. They really want me to. Um, so first grade, he couldn't read. I mean, he, he went through kindergarten. He didn't pick anything up. First grade, didn't pick anything up. In second grade, um, they had a new teacher. She, she actually, when we interviewed her, she said she had taught a minimally retarded child to read. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this is who it went. And so um, 
So it was first and second grade together, and Ben was in first, and Andy was in second. And okay. so they were in the same classroom together. Wow. And Ben read No Worries, you know, wow. could yeah. be like that. And yeah. Andy, she put him in a, in, a, in a reading group all by himself, went through a Becca phonics, so he knew all the phonics, he knew all the letters, he knew all the sounds they were supposed to make. He only knew a few sight words he could not read. Okay, wow. So that summer, she, you know, tutored him. I said, uh-huh. could you teach him? She's like, something's wrong. He's... He can't read. Right. You know, he's, he's right. not picking it up. And so um, he had finished second grade, and by then he's nine, going to okay. eight, uh-huh. going into third grade, nine years old. Uh-huh. And so um, so he didn't learn in third grade, and I put him in, I was like, what do, what do I get to do? So there was a, the Masonic, you know, the Masons, the yeah. Masonic Lodge, they provided uh-huh. reading for children. I'm like, okay, I'm going to pray over you every day and listen to you there. <laughs> <laughs> so I would pull him out of school and take him there, and at the end, you know, at the end of, he still couldn't read, and she's like, he needs medication. I'm like, okay, well, we're out of here. And I went to the, I went to the library and said, God, I've got to find something. And so show me the book. Uh-huh. I'm a, <laughs> I said, I can't do this anymore. He can't do this anymore. Right. And so, um, so I found this book, You Don't Have to Be Dyslexic. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to oh, get wow. that. And in that book, it, it recommended a program, Linda Mood Phonemic Sequence Program. Can you say, say it again? Linda Mood phonemic sequencing program okay and it was written by a speech therapist for a speech therapist and I happened to be a speech therapist uh-huh. and so I ordered it and we started um that summer he hated me but he didn't have a choice <laughs> because I had made him obey yeah and so <laughs> we're doing this so we did it an hour all summer I pulled him out in the fall by Chris and at the so at the beginning of fourth grade okay he was reading at a 2.0 level okay to second grade, beginning second. Right. By Christmas, he was reading his textbooks, and I couldn't get him to come to supper because he was reading oh The Hobbit. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. So it totally worked, and he he's, wow. he overcame it. And he did never have any accommodations Wow. in, in school or in college. Right. And now he's, right. you know, got a real job <laughs> and a college degree. And he's right. Right. <laughs> wow. That is a, that's powerful. You know, I think... I think it's so good. I know if you're listening, you could be like overwhelmed going, wait, you know, and um, this is so, this is hard and this is not my story or gosh, and I want you to hear, and, and I'm, I'm looking at Julie's eyes, there's no judgment here in your journey of whatever you're yeah. doing to help parent your child, yeah. but I, I, we've got to hear testimonies of this victory, so you, you know, because, yeah, you because you really, I don't know if you had faith and you applied and you were very diligent and you had to even make some twists and turns to find out what was mm-hmm. best for Andy. And then, um, I got tears when I, you just said by Christmas, he was reading, you know, on level. Oh my, it's amazing. Yeah. And I, I, God stepped in, you know, you go. God, we have our own story, which I won't on podcast on this time, but I have a God story of one of our children having a hard time reading, and I'm spelling. Spelling was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And all the diligence and hard work oh, that went into work. that. And then um, it clicked. Ours was a little older when it clicked, but it clicked. Yeah. And um, thank you, Lord. So I would say, so talk, as we wrap up, which, thank you, Lord, I just... Maybe we'll have Andy on sometime, and he can share some of his stories. They might. If y'all want Andy to come on, let me know. I'll get Andy in here, and he can talk to us anyway. Um, last thing would be just, so you had these two kids. Obviously, Andy took more time, and I mean, Ben took time too, but yeah. he took different kind of yeah. time. Yeah. 
And how did you, how did they not compare each other? How did you yeah. stop that? I mean, you, I heard you I say earlier, you can't say names. We're not fighting. You know, you really cultivated a friendship between them, a brotherhood. Yeah. But how did you keep that? I know. Andy just, you know, especially he's an older brother. Well, he. younger. I know. He, he um, one thing we would do is with report cards. You know, okay. we get report cards. Uh-huh. And they would come home and. So I would take them into the room by themselves, and we'd okay. look at it separately. Mm-hmm. And so I'd take Andy in there, and he was really, math was nothing. I mean, he could do math like that. You know, okay. he'd have, always have A's in math if he could read the directions. Right. Um, but he struggled so much in spelling and reading and everything else because reading was required. Mm-hmm. And so he would not do well in those. But we would study. We would do all the study. And so I would talk about how he was so diligent and how these grades don't matter. I know he learned the material because when I quizzed him at home, he knew the material. Right. And so it does not matter what it says on that report card. What mm. matters is that you studied and you were diligent and you learned. And, you know, I'm proud of you. Right. And so then I would take Ben in, leave it in any way, and take Ben in. And I would say, wow, all A's. This is awesome. You're mm-hmm. just amazing. This is, you know, I know you, but here's the deal. I know you... This is a gifting, mm-hmm. and you didn't work as hard for these A's as Andy did for his right. C's. Mm-hmm. And so I'm proud of you, mm-hmm. and I love that you're intelligent, and this is, you know, that you did this, but we're not going to post it on the board or put it on mm. the refrigerator because that would be hurtful to your oh, brother. Oh, sweet. And yeah. so, um, so we'll just keep it between us that you Aww. always know. That, so mm-hmm. I just kind of mm-hmm. kept it a secret. Mm-hmm. So we kind of did it that way. That. Which is which is beautiful because it probably produced a, a humility in him that he knew he was really yeah. smart and he could do a lot of things, but he didn't. You, you cultivated in him. I don't have to boast about it to be loved, yeah, or to be accepted because my mom gave me all that. My dad and mom gave me all that, and I think that's really beautiful. Just to say we don't. We, we, I'm celebrating you, but for the sake of somebody else right now, and he understood that, we're just not going to hurt your brother in the celebration. Right. And probably created a compassion for him, too, yeah. somewhere in there for his oh, brother. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they pretty much, I mean, they pretty much got along, I don't know. Been, yeah. Nothing they did. So but sweet. I know in high school, Andy's strategy for remembering everything for sporting events was Ben, ben knows it. <laughs> I'm gonna, ben knows what we ben need, what and we he knows need. when knows we, we need to be there, there, what we need to have. What we need to have, where we're going, where the game is, all that stuff. Just ask Ben, he knows it. So, <laughs> if we can just it's learn that in marriage. I know. I know. It's like, you know everything. Why don't you just tell us what to do? This is great. I need to learn that. It's like, or I know it all. Let's just, I'll just take that as a gift and I'll help you versus making you change. I know. But I will say, he. Even though I told him he was smart, and I knew he was smart, yeah, right? because he would know all the answers orally. Right. He just yeah, um, he did not feel smart. Mm-hmm. And I remember when he finally learned to read. You know that when he went to sixth grade, he had a new teacher. Uh huh. He had you know who, and it was kind of like a fresh start with this new teacher. And he came home from school and he made all A's. Wow. And he's like, I'm smart. Oh, <laughs> so like, I can't believe it. He just that's laid so on the bed sweet. for a while. That's so he amazing. Finally, I think that was when he was finally convinced right. that the grades prove that I am smart. So know? sweet. That's amazing. But he never really cared.
care that much. Right. I, unfortunately, all the uh, only your effort matters when mm. he was in high school. Really, his goal was to finish first, not to finish the highest grade. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so, uh, effort, effort first. Get it turned in first. That's awesome. So That's but, good. Well, thank you for thank you for letting us into your story, sure. and I'm just thanks because I know this really helps a lot of people just to process and listen and to hear a success story and to hear the diligence that it took and I, I love the examples and um, yeah you're just an amazing mom way to go Thanks. way to go I'm sure when you read third John where it says there's nothing more wonderful than seeing your children walking in the truth yeah you get to sit there and go yeah. thank you Jesus and I read that one too and I go thank you Lord yes. that, and that because it's so true yes. yeah so true. Well, thank you, readers. We're excited. I hope you. I hope that was helpful. And if you have any questions, or if you want Andy to get on here, I'll totally do it. Just email me at uh, parentingwithpurposepodcast at gmail.com. And we look forward to talking to you next week. Okay, thank you. Bye.